You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Jusen, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones, it's time to get comfy. everybody and welcome to another edition of the slumber party podcast i am your host amanda jusen i am so so friggin excited about <laughs> this guest we're talking to natasha riley today who's a licensed sex therapist in georgia a certified sex coach for women hello she's the ceo and founder of javery integrative wellness services and natasha chantile am i saying yep. that chantile yeah. Okay, sex and intimacy coaching. Natasha loves helping women identify their mind, body, and sexual necessities through confidence and boundary building. She says, I love talking to women who have come out on the other side of selflessness, becoming self-aware sexually and making their pleasure a priority. When she's not working, she's spending time with her partner and two boys or planning her next trip out of the country. And Natasha, we need to get I'm I need to travel I am planning I don't know when it's gonna happen you're in the states do you have a vaccine I have not gotten a vaccine I really don't plan on it but I do have a trip planned finally for my 35th birthday I am so excited good Well, things are turning around in your country mm-hmm. anyway. In Canada, we're a bit slower. So it's, um, it's uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm just waiting for someone to be like, guess what you can do? You can do, you can get out. I'll be like, wait, I don't just live in these four walls? Yeah, um, yeah, especially in I'm, Georgia. I'm so- Georgia, COVID may yeah. not have for real hit us. If you like look at oh really no it, I mean it did but the way people move you yeah. would think that it didn't so we've yeah. been right. maybe like when it first oh. hit the first two weeks may I'll say maybe the first month yeah. we were shut down but we've been open ever since then okay but you know this actually <laughs> makes me feel a little bit better like and less crazy because I I so my favorite. Real Housewives franchise is Atlanta. And um, I know, just listen, every episode it comes out and someone's like, okay, that's, that's your shit. Um, But my, I see my housewives going out and like doing things in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and I'm like, it, what's going on there? But it's just that people are just doing their thing. Very much so. Very much so. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Like I saw, um, I was on Instagram and I saw a few of them. They're all out together at this club. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't eaten inside in a year. We're doing it all. <laughs> like a little bit jealous. We're doing it all. You're doing it all. You're just living your life. <laughs> that that I feel is like such an, uh, like not in, in no, like Americans are always like uh, so like risk takers and like, Mm -hmm. you know, just woo, let's do it. And Canadians are like, I'm afraid I'm inside. (laughs) Yes, I I would agree. We are risk takers. I've spent a lot of time. I'm very selective where I go and what I do. But 
some yeah. other people is yeah. just like, let's do it. And I feel like with COVID, we're all discovering everyone's like risk tolerance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like, I feel like I'm so safe, but I've been out. I, I get my hair done in a place where there's just me and the mm-hmm. person doing my mm-hmm. hair. And so I feel very safe. I have like an NI or can 95 mm-hmm. on and another mask. And then to someone else, it's like, I am a rebel. <laughs> it's like, I cannot believe you did that. I'm like, oh, okay. But enough about COVID because that's enough to kill anyone's sex drive. Yes. Um, I want to talk about <laughs> what you do and what you see. And although nobody says this to me directly, I mean, I'm sure it's happened. Uh, but a lot of my clients will call me when they haven't spent a night in the same room as their partner mm. in years, or it might be months. Mm-hmm. And uh, they might say something like, we want another baby, but we don't mm-hmm. know how that's actually going to happen mm-hmm. because we know what is involved exactly. in making a baby. Exactly. <laughs> and how do we get there? Very much so. So tell me what you do. So I do a lot of the things. So um, <laughs> as a sex therapist, I work with couples and I work with women. As a coach, I mainly work with women. Um, some couples here and there. So basically it's, it can be like any topic. Normally what gets people in the door is the sex issue. Um, but what you'll find mm-hmm. is that's not the main issue. That is the issue that just set things in motion for you to finally get help. <laughs> um, but all the other yeah. stuff that you brushed under the rug we got to address that first. So a lot of times it takes a while um, unless they're just really, really communicating and they've got things together and the issue really is just the sex piece. Other than that, it's literally months before we actually get to talking about the sex when it comes to my couples. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. I love that. And I, that does, that would track for me too, mm-hmm. that because it, it's so much more about drive. Well, what's, what's creating that drive, Mm -hmm. I guess. Right. Yep. Yep. And they don't think about it because we've spent years brushing this stuff under the rug. Um, and now we're not intimate Mm -hmm. or now we can't focus or it's just, it's another role or a chore because Mm -hmm. it's all that other stuff. Like you Mm -hmm. have to deal with the stuff. You have to deal with the stuff. It's just like, um, I spoke to, um, uh, like a food coach. Um, she, she's like a PhD that works in, um, like change management Mm -hmm. and her thing is like, it's never about the food. Mm -hmm. It's all this stuff. It's not about like, it's like not about sex. It's like, what else is going on Mm -hmm. there? And I would imagine too, especially, um, you know, I remember, uh, even like before the baby came for my husband and I, uh, Brad was sleeping in another room because I was sleeping so lightly. So his breathing, mm. I'd be like, get out. <laughs> I can't <laughs> sleep with that. So <laughs> it's so, it's so crazy. I made him go and get a sleep study done. Cause I was like, no, your snoring has never been this bad or out of control. And he was like, I think you're sleeping lighter. I don't mm-hmm. feel tired during the day. I will go and get a <laughs> sleep study for you. If you really think this is an Aww. issue. So he goes and sleeps in like a, a 
you know, whatever mm-hmm. lab with wires all over, all his, over head, his head, all over <laughs> his body. And just, I didn't realize how invasive it was. I really thought it was like, this is before I became a sleep expert, but I was like, oh yeah, they just kind of watch you. No, no, no. They like put stuff up your mm-hmm. nose to monitor your oxygen levels. So he goes and does that and he comes home and then he gets his results like two months later. And he's like, yeah, I don't have a breathing issue. I'm shocked. I'm fine. <laughs> um, and then so like it starts with that, right? And mm-hmm. then you have the baby and the baby is in your bed. And mm-hmm. I really felt this for a while where it felt like um, so weird to be sharing my body. Yes. Like I was like, especially when you're breastfeeding, you're like, oh, this belongs to her. And then your husband's like, hey, I'm like, oh, God, how dare you? I am. The the sanctuary (laughs) that is nurturing. You cannot come over here. I am Virgin Mary right (laughs) Right. now. Like, how dare Mm -hmm. you? Yeah. So are you finding that a lot with your postpartum clients? Very much so. That it's always trying to find a balance of understanding what you provide for your baby and also understanding that your partner has not disappeared. Um, And I find Mm -hmm. that seems to be the switch. Like, yes, you've had this baby Mm -hmm. and now you're in mommy mode. But you still have to choose your partner too, you know, with, without mm-hmm, your partner, mm-hmm. this wouldn't have been possible. And though they don't like to mm-hmm. say it, it hurts their feelings. Yeah. Especially, um, I find like in heterosexual couples, mm-hmm. it's how men are communicating mm-hmm. yep. their feelings in a lot of ways. It's their, I don't want to say it's their only love language, but like, um, I think my partner needs more physical connection than I do. Mm-hmm. And when it's not happening, it's it, it there's like tension there. Mm-hmm. But we don't pay attention to the tension. It would be. Mm-hmm. We think it's something else. Well, and what are. I was just going to say that, like, we can tell, like, when, you know, we haven't been intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll say, like, uh, we should probably, like, figure yeah. that out. Like, mm-hmm. because it creates, it creates tension. It creates, um, y- you know, we'll just be like, and then we'll have to be like, okay, why are we like this? What is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're actually, I mean, I actually, I didn't think I would be discussing my sex life on this <laughs> as much as I am right now. I'm sure my husband is okay with it. But one of the things is because my husband travels so much, um, I think that we're, we actually were okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we have a little space from each right. other and then we miss each other. And then it's like, okay, so we're, I, I, I am, I'm not saying this just to be like, we're great. Mm. No questions about me, but I've always been curious if that's like something, um, that you recommend, like take, take some space. Like, does that help? Does absence make the heart grow fonder in that way? It can. I do always recommend that you do things that make you happy, um, continue to be an individual. And I definitely say that to my moms because we have a habit and I say we, cause I did it too, um, of mm-hmm. living for our children and stepping into the role of I am mom, only mom, and I don't have a first name. Um, and so mm-hmm. that is all mm-hmm. I am and that is all yeah. I can be right now. So I don't know who I am, 
when I'm not around my child. Yeah. So I always, always, always yeah. recommend and encourage for each individual to go out and learn themselves, do their hobbies, yeah. hang out with their friends um, and cultivate individuality. Yeah. Then you're able to come together and still be able to build intimacy and connection in your relationship because now you have more to talk about and you can express who you are as this new person um, because you are different when you have a child or when you have any big little transition that changes who you are. And so I always say, mm-hmm. continue to get to know each other because you don't know who this mm-hmm. person is anymore. So continue to be curious. It, yeah. And I, and I feel like part of it is uh, for this book club that I was a part of, we had to read uh, Esther Perel's Mating in Captivity. Mm-hmm. And she discusses the idea of like your partner being another, mm-hmm. which is like so attractive. It's like we're attracted to people outside of our, our relationships because we don't know anything about them yet. Right. And they seem like we've created like a narrative about them. It's like, oh, and then they mm-hmm. do this and like, oh. And then you get to know them and you're like, so then I I'm I always thought like oh maybe we've we've managed to keep a little bit of spark because my husband can be away for like two weeks mm-hmm. at a time so I'm like oh hey I don't really know you right. let's take this first week to you know get to know you and I think that that can it goes straight to your point that like um you know, your partner probably finds you more attractive when you are like your whole self and your whole person, yes. because we do exist outside of our children. Yes. And I mean, that's, that's part of what I do in my, my work a lot as well, mm-hmm. is that people, um, and again, it's a choice. Like if you want to continue helping your children to sleep, then there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. And and that can be very like you can have sex anywhere mm-hmm. that isn't your bed, right. right? There's many different locations. So having a family bed doesn't have to stop you from doing that. Um, however, it it does for a lot of my clients when they call me, mm-hmm. when they are like, like I haven't shared a bed, we aren't intimate because of that. Um, and and w- when you were saying it's it's not really about that, it's about the stuff. What is some of the stuff that you're seeing your clients come to you with? Um, a lot of it can be resentment from small things, little things, um, how you act towards me, something in the past that just has not been let go, um, mm-hmm. other individuals being in their ear um, and telling them what things should mm-hmm. look like or, oh, why is that happening? Or, oh, why is this happening? And it could be just an array of things um, that has yeah. been going on that it's easier to just not address it because then we have to go through confrontation and no one really likes confrontation. But it seeps, nope. <laughs> it seeps into everything when you don't address the little nuances going on in your relationship because the little things add up, the big things add up. And then all it takes is one crazy, you sniff the wrong way. And now I'm going off. (laughs) I'm, I am, I'm losing my mind, but it has nothing to do with the sniff. You sniff all the time. What it has to do is all the other stuff that I've just let be, And so now when I look at you, Mm -hmm. all I feel is anger 
and irritation and mm-hmm. frustration. And the last thing I want to do is have sex with you. When, when I look at you, that is all that I feel. You know, you don't get up in the middle mm-hmm. of the night to help with the baby. I'm breastfeeding yep. all the time and I don't know how to articulate that I don't really want to do this. You know, I don't want to be attached like this because you don't want to say that because then you mm-hmm. feel like a bad mom because you're nurturing your mm-hmm. child. So you don't know how to articulate to that to your partner because they don't understand because they're not doing it, you know? And then there's yep. that you're so free. I'm here. We're breastfeeding. We're sleeping. We're, we're doing all this and you just come and go as you please. There's that jealousy <sighs> as well. Um, if you're solely breastfeeding and not bottle feeding, you're the one that has to get up at night. So your partner is asleep yep. while you're getting up every couple hours yes. to feed this new baby um, or even toddlers trying to put them in and their they bed. Have this unbelie- and men have this unbelievable ability to just not hear the baby very much sleep through so. it. Very much so. <laughs> It it used to be like, oh, I think you're a really deep sleeper. And now in this work, it's like, no, I think it's all men. And I wonder what evolutionary reason for that is. It must be that men needed to sleep. Like there needed to be one provider who is not bleary-eyed in the morning. I don't know. Or that I I can't figure out why men can't hear it. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I would be interested to know. I haven't really had the pleasure of interacting with like a same sex couple um, with a new baby, but I would be very interested to know what the sleep Mm -hmm. dynamic is in the middle of the night getting up. I, I would say that um, to females, they probably both get up and help each other out. I could be wrong, but I would I would feel that that would be what it is because they both have that nurturing. But I don't know. I wonder, yeah, or even like two male, like I've I've worked with um, quite a few same-sex couples, um, but, you know, two men, two women. It hasn't come up, but now I'm dying to know, like, what would it be like? for two men or, or does it, do you just take on those roles naturally? Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe it was like the, the person who, um, birthed the mm-hmm. child, it might just have really heightened awareness yes. that the other doesn't. Possibly. So men get a little more shit when it's <laughs> right. more to do with like your body hormones. Right. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I want to I want to learn about that because I, you know the the same sex fathers that I deal with are super attentive mm-hmm. and nurturing mm-hmm. and are doing all the things. And we actually I know that we have um resources. I I know I just saw it in passing, but that men can produce the same sort of like bonding mm-hmm. hormones that a woman mm-hmm. would if uh, in a same sex couple. Um, but this, yeah, this raises a, a lot of questions and it might not be a heterosexual thing. It could be like, the, I call it like the primary yep. parent, yep. right? So I just did um, a segment on, um, on TV about like sleep is a feminist issue for international women's mm-hmm. day. And that, you know, it's, it's not necessarily about mother. But, you know, feminism is talking about equality. Mm -hmm. If the majority of the people who take on the primary 
caregiving role are women, um, you know, regardless if your partner is, is also a woman. I think that there is naturally some sort of resentment that would yes. happen. Like when you talked about the, like the freedom, mm-hmm. I told like, especially my husband, he was traveling in addition to being free. He's like in mining traveling first class. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's like sipping a martini in a lounge. I'm like, tell me more about how <laughs> traveling is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And because we feel that that is our responsibility um, we don't, we don't share, we don't share what we feel, or if we do share, it's really passive aggressively. It's not, we're not yeah. just coming out and saying, we're like, Oh, well, you sure slept good last night. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah. you you're very, <laughs> well, because it's also, it, it feels like you can't do anything about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what are we supposed to do about it? I'm the one who's breastfeeding. We are at an impasse. And then so I guess that's my my question for you. So I am that couple. I am up all night. It, I have an eight month old. I'm ready to think about maybe possibly sharing that bed again with with my partner. I feel very annoyed with them because I'm up all night. What are some things that I can do to kind of lessen that resentment or look at this differently? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing is understanding that you do have that choice. Like everything you do, you have a choice and also that you are not alone. And when you bring your partner into the responsibility and actually say what you need to take that load off of you, it builds that connection builds that intimacy Um, instead of trying to do everything alone, you know, shoulder some, Mm -hmm. allow them to shoulder some of that, get your rest, tell them what you need Mm -hmm. and then have the energy to even want to do a date night or, you know, to, to have that allotted time for both of you to spend together, allow them to help you get your energy back. Yes. I love that. And I think that's, um, it's not exactly the same, but I'm getting the thought, like, feel the fear, do it mm-hmm. anyway, where it's like, I remember at eight months being like, we need to go on a date because mm-hmm. we like going mm-hmm. on dates. I don't really want to leave this baby, but I think it makes sense to. So we're mm-hmm. going to do it. And so um, <laughs> I remember this is a babysitter who stayed with our family for like four years, is a wonderful human. And I was like, I grilled her in that interview. I wouldn't give her the job until she gave me two references. <laughs> I was like, I was so insane. But when in the end, I did feel good about mm-hmm. leaving my child with her. Um, but it was important that we did it. And then it was really great mm-hmm. uh, uh, when we did do it. We had a great time. Um, it did cut some of the tension. It reminds you that you're your own person and an adult. Mm-hmm. Yep, very much so. And that you can dress up and really look nice. <laughs> yes. I know. Well, I'm even trying to get it like in COVID times. I have to be like, Amanda, you do not have to wear sweatpants. Right. Every day. I've actually made myself get dressed every day this the last two mm-hmm. weeks. It's made a difference. It does because it just makes you show up differently. It makes you want to be at not out and about, but it makes you want to be seen. Because you're like, oh, I remember her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember who she Mm -hmm. is. And your partner likes it too, though. You know, we 
we assume because we're in this situation that they're like, oh, it's fine. Or we've been together for years. Oh, it's fine. But they like they like to see you putting in the effort sometimes Um, Mm -hmm. that that reminds them of what it is like from the beginning, not saying go to the beginning and how it was when you were first dating. But it's like, wow, you know, this is this is what I've been looking for. Like, I like seeing this every every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in there. Mm-hmm. And, and just, it, there's, there's something that you can't do. Well, I'm just even thinking like, it's hard for any Canadians. I mean, we're in, um, I'm in Ontario mm-hmm. and we're like parts of Ontario are locked down, but it's a pretty shitty lockdown. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm being <laughs> honest, like when people talk about like lockdown, like Lockdown is what happened in New Zealand. Lockdown is what happened in mm-hmm. Australia. Lockdown here is like, oh God, it's like, don't go out of your house, but you can get your hair done. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then they'll be like, did you get your hair done? And you're like, but I said I could. It's like, well, you shouldn't. It's like, <laughs> but it's open. <laughs> I don't know what, anyway. But it is, it can be hard to go out on mm-hmm. dates, especially if you're trying to be COVID safe. Um, this is where I think like, you're, you're right. Talking about the choice, Mm -hmm. right? Like sleep training is not for everyone. I understand, but you might want to find ways to have even that two hours in the evening to have like a movie night or like rent a movie Mm -hmm. and put away your phones. And there are still ways that you can connect in COVID with your partner. And it's so easy not Mm -hmm. to, um, maybe you take, your movie watching to a different part of Mm -hmm. your house or like you make it special in some way, but you have to, it it really doesn't just happen. And I think a lot of couples think that it will like, Oh, we had this connection. It'll come Mm -hmm. back, but you really do have to work Mm -hmm. at it and make it a priority. Yeah. You, you are a hundred percent right. Some of the things I always hear, (laughs) one of those statements is it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this much work, but it is. (laughs) but it is relationship even outside of a romantic relationship relationships take work you are two different people um and what you like yesterday or what your partner liked yesterday doesn't mean that's what they like today so you have to put in the work to want to care enough to ask what do you like today yeah oh i like that what do you like today who are you who are you today you know circumstance could have happened. Something could have happened to where you're a different person today. And it goes back to being curious and genuinely wanting to know who your partner is um, and having that connection and that intimacy. Um, Intimacy is far, far, far beyond just sex. And when you can build the intimacy Mm -hmm. and the connection, it makes it that much easier to have a physical relationship and be open and vulnerable in those moments to connect that deep. And I find a lot of partners who aren't the primary parent really want to be mm-hmm. involved, but the primary parent is like, we've got a good thing going. I love you, but I'll take over. Right. Like, it's it's not that I think that you're incompetent. It's more that I'm doing, oh, you're doing it wrong. You're doing yes. it wrong. Put it, forget it. I'll just do it. I'll just yep. do it. And then if that were, I mean- to be fair, that's my husband and me cooking, yep. which is why I don't cook. So yeah. there you go. It's yours now. I don't even that's bother. Everybody. So I can only imagine. Right. Like this is my <laughs> favorite story to tell about me and my partner. So when I was working um, 
in the corporate, I wouldn't get home till maybe seven o'clock. So I'm the mom, you need the meat, you need the carb, you need the vegetables. And so I gave him the responsibility of feeding the kids. And for the first month, we fought tooth and nail because he would get them pizza. And I'd be like, you can't feed them pizza. They need this. They need that. Like, what are you doing about this? Where's the vegetable? And after a while, somebody said, Natasha, what they ate. And so after a while, I would pay attention and I would get home. And I'm like, what did you guys eat? Pizza. Everyone's happy. The only person who was frustrated about the vegetable is me. And so after a while, I had to literally (laughs) tell myself what they ate what they ate. I'll have to come yeah. in later on my day and, and add the vegetables and add all of that on my day. But if yeah. I'm asking him, literally, can you just feed them? What I asked was done. Yeah. They're alive. They're happy. Um, and I think yeah. even me, a work in progress, that's what we have to understand. Our way is not, yeah. not going to be everybody else's way. Amen. And just that. appreciate what they are doing for you, like see the action that they're doing and how it benefits you and show that gratitude. Don't, don't be afraid to say, Oh, I see you doing this or, Oh, I appreciate this. Or, you know, I just want to hug you for this today because then that increases that intimacy because it's like, Oh, you see me, you see, you see what I did. And it's very hard. um, I will say for myself and I'm guessing maybe you could probably agree, but it's really hard to do all the things and pay attention to what you're you're doing so that you can get the praise from me mm-hmm. because I'm doing so much. Mm-hmm. So if you vacuum the floor every day, I'm sorry, I'm not going to notice it. <laughs> I'm just going to walk in and walk yeah. out unless yeah. I see you doing it. Yes. Things like that I'm not going to notice and I know sometimes my partner's like you didn't even notice that I I did this with the floor, I did that and I'm just like no, I didn't. I didn't notice it. I didn't. <laughs> it's it's just not on the radar. Yeah, and totally. And I think I think that happens a lot with, you know, these new moms sitting at home doing like this really hard day. And you know, sometimes dad'll come home or primary partner and be like, "What what did you yeah. do today?" And then yeah. the parent wants to be like, "Oh." <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm projecting, but we are getting <laughs> we are getting to the point, Natasha. I like to keep this podcast to the length of a crap nap, as I sure. call it. Um, so we're getting into 30 minutes right now, and that's not a bad nap. So, Natasha, where can people find you if they're connecting with you and are like? Please help me for the love of God. <laughs> yes. So you can email me at inreillycoaching at gmail.com or you can follow me on Facebook. My page is Natasha Chantel, um, Sex and Intimacy Coaching. Perfect. That's awesome. And I'm going to put all of this in the show notes as well. So you can really easily find Natasha. This was such a pleasure. Yay. I feel like. I I wish we could probably talk about this for four hours. Like there's so many layers. Um, But I really think this is maybe like a good little sampling size. And as always, if 
Sleep is a part of your intimacy plan. Give us a call. You can find us at babiesbestsleep.com, instagram.com slash babiesbestsleep. And if you do need to book a discovery call with myself or a member of our team, you can do so at babiesbestsleep.com. Have a good one, everyone, and sleep well. Bye.